0: Hi, friends. I'm Anna. And I'm Renee. And you're listening to Fangirl Happy Hour. everybody. This is the first episode we are recording in 2020. We start with a special episode. Dear friends, space bees, we have gathered here today to discuss the rise of Skywalker and to say goodbye to this beloved story that has taken nine movies and one million years to finish. Before we dive in, And spoil the whole thing, I wanted to first ask Renee, what are your general thoughts on this nonsensical film, the last one in the Star Wars series, also known as the Palpatine Saga? (laughs) Did you
1: like it? In the moment, when you're watching the movie, it's pretty entertaining. But then you start to think about it and you're like, wait, wait. And that's pretty much where I've been since I saw it.
0: I think this is the shittiest movie in the entire
1: series. Are you sure because listen, I just rewatched and by rewatch I mean listened to while uh, baking cookies one of the Jar Jar movies and it was bad. It was bad. <laughs>
0: I know the prequels are really, really bad. Maybe I am exaggerating a little bit, but this is where my thoughts are at the moment. And I just wanted to, first of all, apologize to all Space Bees who are out there who really loved this movie. Maybe you should not listen to this episode of the podcast. I'm just PSAing everybody before we dive into the discussion. I just really, really, really hated this movie, and more to the point, I was so disappointed in it to the point where I came out and I said to Renee that this was a good thing that happened to me because it made me realize that I'm really not a Star Wars fan at all. I realized that out of nine movies, I liked precisely one, maybe one and a half. The idea of it, it's so good. And I think I have been expecting the series to reach their full potential and we were giving so much of potential with the force awakens and some of the last jedi which i rewatched before going to see the rise of skywalker and i was like oh fuck this movie is not good either so this is where i am at, at the moment and i yes
1: where do i go from there after anna's emotional outburst that's fine. I think it's a good thing for
0: one person to find about themselves that they think they thought they loved their entire lives. Well not their entire lives, but for the past twenty years has been a
1: lie. The Force Awakens laid the groundwork for a really interesting story. The Last Jedi tried to introduce some nuance that JJ Abrams in the last film decided to go fuck you to. And just dialed everything that Rian Johnson had tried to do back. And it made for a very disconnected, hobbled story that leaned entirely too hard on nostalgia in all the wrong ways. The Rise of Skywalker is a very pretty, very empty corporate film.
0: Yes. But going back, it just blows my mind away, the fact that there was no overall arc for this last trilogy from what i understand each movie was written independently with no endgame insight i mean obviously it could not work if these people were not talking to each other and didn't have a plan there is just no sense of cohesion whatsoever and then you get to this one and then you learn that everything you thought you knew was happening wasn't really happening. It was not a Skywalker saga at all. It was actually a puppeting saga. Because in the end, only a Palpatine can kill a Palpatine. It just goes back on pretty much not only what Rian Johnson did in The Last Jedi, but I think with everything that we had seen so far in the story overall. It just walks back on Anakin Skywalker's redemption it just freaking messes up with leia in a way that i thought was really gross and i and i know that they were in a super awkward position because you know carrie fisher passed away before this movie could be completed but i just i think this just threw leia under the bus for some unknown reason everything that concerned her character in this movie made me so angry. One, the fact that they had the whole mumbo-jumbo about her started training as a Jedi and then stopped her training because she saw in the future that her son would be, would go to the dark side. Like, how does that make any fucking sense? That no man has ever stopped their training when they sense any darkness in the force, but Leia did. Wouldn't it make more sense if she did go and train so that she can then prevent it? No sense whatsoever. Second, she fucking died just like her mom died to save a man or to with a broken heart. Really? There's been no growth in the storytelling of this saga. And then to me, the worst part is at the end of The Last Jedi, General Leia Organa called for reinforcements and help. No one came. And then it was Lando who called for help and everybody came because Lando. That made me so angry. The the sensationalism that this series has created around around certain characters. And then you have this whole friend with Lando. And at the same time, you have Chewbacca's death played with no sense of emotional reaction whatsoever and then you have c Tripio's memories re-raised for laughs so you can go nostalgic in some ways and then really and really disregard some of the characters that have, that have been there and were so important as well and I haven't even started the whole thing with Bray and Kylo Ren
1: I'm curious. Do I need to be here for this? Or is this just going to be... No, you don't. No, no. This is just like... This is why I wanted to record this
0: today. So that I can uh, just go on this rant. And maybe it's just one hour of Anna talking. I'm so sorry. Just... No, Renee. Please. (laughs) Tell me of your feelings.
1: Because there's a lot of desk banging on your side. Which is going to be very interesting to edit. Oh my god, that's
0: so... keep them because they are part of my emotional arc which unlike certain characters is actually well done.
1: Because they did not have a lot of footage of Carrie Fisher, they were forced to do a lot of awkward narrative juggling to make everything hang together. And I think what they might have been going for was what Luke did in the last film. He used a lot of his energy to save the resistance. And I think they were trying to mirror that with Leia, but it doesn't really work very well. Mm -mm. Here's a big change I would make. If I were writing this film, if Carrie Fisher footage wasn't available for this, I would have a character say that General Organa was going to call for help. They were going to send a message from General Organa to all planets. By doing that and sending that signal, it lets the First Order know where their base is. And so the base gets blown up. Sure, that means that maybe a bunch of characters die off screen, including Leia. But you know what? I would have preferred that to whatever this was. Absolutely. She sends this message. Sending the message makes them a target. They get killed. And I understand it's like an emotional mother-son story. But here's the thing. We didn't really see them interact. That's my problem.
0: We come to the part that I most want to talk about, with, which is the Ben Solo, Kylo Ren redemption story. I did see bits where I was like, oh, there's Ben. Yes, he's charming. I can see. The end, when he smiles at Ray, I saw a little bit of a story there that I wish we'd had seen before. From Force Awakens onwards, We did not ever see Ben Solo. We have only met Kylo Ren. So even when Ray turns to him and say, I would have given my hand to Ben Solo, and I was like, based on fucking what, lady? You have literally never met Ben Solo. You only met Kylo Ren, who kidnapped you, tried to force-mind you, killed his father, who is your father figure too, and did unspeakable things, and then... I would have reached out my hand to Ben Solo and was like, who the fuck is Ben Solo in this movie? You don't know him. We don't know him. So Han Solo coming back to forgive him, or whatever it was that, that scene that was. It didn't have the the effect that I that I think they were going for. And the whole thing with them trying to um, to redeem him, and, and effectively they did redeem him by having Leia force contact him I do you know do you know what I mean Ben Solo was never in these movies which ex- is exactly a mirror to the original trilogy Anakin Skywalker was also never in those movies
1: That's the problem right They were trying to recreate something perhaps that was just a really weird narrative choice that developed out of necessity as those movies got popular in the 70s. Yeah. The Last Jedi spent a lot of time trying to redeem Kylo Ren via the psychic heart-to-hearts that he and Rey were having.
0: Yes, uh, a psychic bond that was forced on them by Snoke. Let's not forget that. It was not because they are soulmates or anything like that. (laughs)
1: And it wasn't even probably Snoke, it was probably Palpatine. And it was also probably Palpatine.
0: But I didn't see any shade of redemption on The Last Jedi. Like I said, I rewatched the movie and always see is Kylo Ren having tantrums throughout the movie while he tried to kill his mother. And don't forget, he shot with everything they had at Luke Skywalker in order to kill him. He would have killed Luke Skywalker at the very end of The Last Jedi, not in the middle, not in the beginning.
1: Uh, my problem with the redemption, beyond everything that you said, was that it felt like the redemption came not because of anything Ray did or said, but because he was mad that somebody else was more powerful than he was. So when he realized he wouldn't be the most powerful, then he switched sides. Because, I mean, if you look at it like, because if you look at it as, at a power level, Palpatine, obviously powerful, We'll talk about that in a minute. Ray, obviously powerful. It just felt sort of opportunistic and less like a real redemption story. The end with him and Ray was really well done because guess what? Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley are really good actors and they can elevate the material. But if most of the other material is garbage, what can you do? I mean, that was my big complaint about this film when it came to Poe and Finn and Rose. What the fuck? She had such a huge role in the last two, And she literally has, like, I think, a
0: couple of lines of dialogue in this one. She's completely sidelined.
1: Welcome to racism. It's nuts. I hope this is the end of Palpatine and his family, (laughs) the Skywalkers, and their family. Yeah, sure. Ray took the name. That's okay. Whatever. It's just a name. Please, Disney do something more interesting and get a director that you're going to stick with for three films for
0: crying out loud for everything there is holy in this world yes please do
1: that i think i'm just mostly mad about the fact that the second movie even though i didn't like some of the choices it made uh, when it came to the characters of color and the way that they chose to frame their stories i liked the depth that added about economics and slavery and the cost of war and who Thun's Wars and I hate I hate that this last film just erased all of that and didn't deal with it at all.
0: You didn't deal with it in any way shape or form you went back to the idea of bloodlines once again and the power of the blood and, and just pulling things out of their asses too. what the fuck is a forced dyad? The whole storyline is also nonsensical. So palpiting wanted ray his son took ray away so he sends a a person to get her back if he sent that person to get ray back why would that person need the fucking dagger and the fucking map if he knew already where palpatine was because he was sent by palpatine and then in the end he's like ray you have to kill me no i'm gonna kill you no i'm gonna get your power it's like what exactly does this man want <laughs> what is the plan here nothing made sense it was like I at so many parts of the story I was just laughing moaning <laughs> just, I just I couldn't believe what was happening even though I was completely spoiled I, would, I still went with a little bit of a hope that saying things in
1: context would make things better but it didn't it made them worse it, it was it was worse. After we exited the theater, Zach and I were talking about the film, and Zach was like, I'm not sure how Palpatine raised all those ships with all the supplies you would need to build them if, if, if nobody would notice. And I'm like, wait, you thought he built them? Because I was pretty sure the movie insinuated that he conjured them with his power. So
0: he could do that, but he couldn't just get better by
1: himself. See, that's what I don't understand. The movie was just all over the fucking place. It did not know what it wanted to do.
0: At the end, they were in the theater full of sits.
1: Where did they come from? I my argument to Zach was that he conjured them.
0: So then, why didn't he just conjure Ray or conjure his force back or whatever? Why did they need Ray in the first place? It just makes no
1: fucking sense. Nobody thought things through. Well, Disney doesn't care. They got their paycheck. Meanwhile, you have Oscar Isaac out here going, yeah, fuck you, Disney. You should have made Poe and Finn a couple. They were the
0: best thing in the movie. Their dynamics was just so much fun to watch. And I was genuinely just heartbroken that they never went there. And obviously Finn was force sensitive. And that's why I assume he wanted to tell Ray." when they were sinking in the, in the sand, because they make that point so many times in the movie, but always for laughs. That made me so angry as well.
1: One of the things that I thought he might want to tell her, and I don't know if this is confirmed anywhere, was that he and Leia both knew about Palpatine, and that she didn't have to carry it alone. I felt like maybe they were trying to make this point about keeping these kinds of secrets is really toxic. But again, the movie doesn't know what it wants to do. Does not want to be like a nostalgia fest? Does not want to be a redemption story? It doesn't know what it wants to be. And it's a mess. It's a mess.
0: It is a complete mess. And then it ends with Ray kissing Ben out of nowhere. That relationship has been toxic from day one. They want us to buy into their star-crossed romance without any work put into it. Like, I am not averse to redemption stories. I love a redemption story. My favorite redemption story of all time is Zuko's in Avatar The Last Airbender. But that boy worked so fucking much for his redemption. And then he spent his entire life apologizing for everything that the Fire Nation has done.
1: But also those writers are good. (laughs)
0: I mean, literally, JJ Abrams has ruined Lost, Star Trek, Star Wars. What's next? Don't
1: ask that question, Anna. Don't ask <laughs> that question. God.
0: It was just so nonsensical. It was just like so risible, laughable. The whole thing with the map and the and the the dagger and the planet that explodes, but Poe's ex girlfriend is somehow alive. And she even though they had seen each other not for a long time, and obviously they were apart, and she was angry at him, she still gave him the only way out of the planet? I mean, what the fuck is
1: this? They just really wanted to erase any sort of gay relationship.
0: It was just awful. But their chemistry is still shown through. But I was angry about Leia. I was angry about the whole Kylo Ren thing, I just, I really loved Ray's storyline, even though I hate that she's a Palpatine. No Ray, kill me, because then you are gonna come to the, to the, uh, to the dark side, and then she kills him, but doesn't go to the dark side. I mean, <laughs> guys, what the fuck? <laughs> Nothing in this movie makes sense. Like it would have been cool. A, a cool story would be if we had seen some of Bens solo from the start, his relationship with his parents somehow, and I think it would have been made more sense, for example, if he if Ray and Ben had met somehow.
1: I mean, maybe if Kylo Ren had been less of a fascist, that would have been a start
0: and less of a killer and a genocide maniac.
1: I just don't think it was a good idea to begin with. The first movie. I really think shouldn't have done that. Like I understand why they did it. Oh, Leia and Han's son went to the dark side. I think that was their. I think that was their first mistake. I don't even think it that Kylo Ren needed to be their son for it to be, to create more narrative consistency later on. I know that before these movies were going to come out, the Star Wars universe, the ex- extended universe with all the novels and stuff. They just sound so interesting and full of interesting characters and features for Leia and Han. And I just hate that this was how their story ended. Yeah. I think that's a part I'm always going to be disappointed about, that the new canon, new Star Wars canon, decided that, well, we're just going to take this happy ending away from these characters. And sure, that's not how life works, of course, but I think I might have preferred them to Leave the older characters alone, maybe, and just tell a new story instead of dragging beloved characters through the goddamn mud.
0: I really did think, because when they killed Snoke in the second movie, and I was like, so who's going to be the big bad? I thought it was going to be Kylo Ren, but obviously they they were just so lost because they killed the big bad. And then what can we do? Oh, maybe Palpatine is alive.
1: Man, I'm so glad to see the back of that dude for now i guess i think of course they could probably bring him back because apparently death doesn't matter that's what i got from this film Death doesn't matter and therefore this highlights the exact reason that i hate character death the only star wars film so far that's handled death and in any in a way that i can respect even if i don't appreciate it very much is rogue one because at least you didn't fucking back down like you committed this whole thing where Palpatine dies and comes back and dies and comes back. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't give a shit about this rando old white dude who decided that he was going to kill his master and become the overlord of the universe. Like, what does he even fucking want? Like, what's he going to do with all the power that he amasses? Right? Like, just because the stakes are high doesn't make them good stakes. And I'm still angry about Rose. I'm still angry. I'm angry. That some random white dude got all her lines and her stuff.
0: Because of a bet he made with J.J. Auburn, who's his
1: pal. I have not heard this. Yeah, Dominic Monaghan.
0: If someone won the Super Bowl or whatever, he would get a role in Star Wars. And that ended up being the guy who was next to Rose most of the time.
1: I fucking hate white men. Sorry for the white men listening to this. Don't at me with not all men. You know what I mean? Like, I hate this old boy's... Nonsense that plagues everything. I can't escape it in politics. I can't escape it in my media. It's everywhere. I'm over it. Now I'm mad.
0: <laughs> yes, I did it. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> but listen, I I keep seeing one thing on Twitter. Keep people talking about this one um, thread that they presented very briefly but not followed through with it and it would have made such an interesting story. The fact that Finn was a stormtrooper who rebelled and he meets a bunch of other former stormtroopers so they know that not all stormtroopers are intrinsically evil and yet they just kill them all without ever trying to turn them And that could have been a really interesting line to follow. But again, I guess pew, pew, pew is better than negotiation, I guess. So yeah, I thought it was very nostalgia-induced. Did I appreciate the scenes with some of our beloved characters from before? Yes. Did I appreciate the scenes between Paul and Ray and Finn? Yes, I did very much. They were really nice. They were funny. They were heartwarming. Their, their hug in the end was incredible. Uh, but everything else, the storyline that they were part of, was just garbage. I was actually not this angry after watching any of the prequels because I think I was expecting them to be garbage after the first one.
1: At least with the prequels, even though they're bad, there's like some internal consistency to them. This just felt like, surprise, Palpatine's back. Precisely. White dudes gotta be stopped being obsessed with fascists.
0: Even Kylo Ren at the end of The Last Jedi, when he the, when he, he became the leader, his idea was to end all fights because he didn't want any dark force, light force, or whatever. And also that was never followed through. So that would have been much more interesting.
1: I mean it's because JJ Abrams threw everything that Ryan Johnson did out the window.
0: Exactly. And I don't understand why well because the fanboys were unhappy with the last Jedi I guess but
1: when I first watched the Force Awakens I was actually pretty hopeful I'm like well maybe this will be my Star Wars like because I didn't I wasn't into them like Zack was when he was a kid so I'm just like maybe this will be my trilogy
0: I remember because we we started on this road together
1: Yeah I was very excited and that first movie I still think like Even now, I still think that that first movie, even though it has faults, it's still wonderful. And I rewatch it and I'm happy. And The Last Jedi has problems and I don't think it's a perfect movie, but it did such interesting stuff with like socioeconomics and politics.
0: And toxic masculinity, even though they threw Paul under the bus in that movie, but, you know.
1: I mean, it was still doing something interesting and saying something new. And then the third one is just like, yeah, fuck all the other stuff that came before. We're gonna, you know, do this other boring shit that's been done 800 zillion times before. Thank you for your money. Good day. I want to read something that I got in a newsletter that I read called The Rec Center. It is a fandom newsletter by Gavia Baker-Whitelaw and Elizabeth Minkle. If you don't follow it, highly recommend it. And Gavia did not like The Rise of Skywalker. Much like we did not like The Rise of Skywalker. And in the newsletter, Gavia writes, While it's important to pressure commercial media to be more inclusive, my advice to fans is to A, consume more indie media, and B, reacquaint yourself with the old-fashioned idea of fully divorcing oneself from canon. If there's any justice... The Rise of Skywalker will lead Star Wars fans to do this en masse in a kind of mutually agreed upon, let's forget whatever the hell that was response. And I highly recommend that for everybody. Just pretend this garbage doesn't exist. Imagine your own ending. Fans have been doing it for a long time. Highly recommend.
0: I find that it's really hard for me to divorce myself from canon.
1: Here, I think you should make an effort. on In this specific timeline, given how garbage everything is on this specific piece of canon, once I find a great fic that just totally rewrites this, I will send it to you.
0: Do you know what? I will
1: read it. Because I just think that we all deserved better. And some fan writer out there will do a better job than J.J. J. Abrams did. I
0: require one without any romance between Ray and, and Kylo whatsoever, please.
1: I feel some sympathy t- toward... The Raylo fans that mind their own business and don't come out and aim toxic nonsense at other people who ship other things, because those fans just got the short end of the stick here. Because it's like, sure, they you know got some canon confirmation of their ship, but also it came at such like a gross cost that like isn't it even worth it. Like this is why after the Teen Wolf thing back when I was in Teen Wolf fandom, where they baited the fuck out of us, I was just like, you know what, I don't need canon confirmation of anything that I ship anymore. I, do, I thought I did I thought I needed it, but I don't need it. No. It's not worth it. Inevitably when you get canon confirmation it's never as good as it can be if you just trust other fans to write it for you in a thousand different ways. I'll keep my eyes peeled for you, Anna. Because I'm sure there's a fan out there writing the story of your dreams right now.
0: I don't even know what the story of my dreams would be.
1: Exactly. You won't know it until you read it. I'll find you one.
0: I'm open for that.
1: Anna, I have I have a very important question for you to round out this discussion.
0: Oh God! Okay.
1: Is there anything in this film that you liked?
0: I liked Poe and Finn. I liked the bickering between Poe and Ray over a BB-8 and the Millennium Falcon. I thought that was super cute. Do you know? I liked in the end when Ray was pretty much dead. And all the Jedi came and said, you are all of us. I thought it was a powerful moment. But she didn't need to be a Palpatine to be that. She could be just nobody. Just some nobody who just had the Force behind her. I thought that was really cool. I quite liked that she took over the, the name of Skywalker. Like she decided who her family was. Did I like anything
1: else? Probably not. I liked Babu Frick. And the new robot robot. who had great boundaries. It was like, no, thank you. Yes. Thank you, robot. That's the energy that I'm taking into 2020. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) And I did like Poe and Finn and Ray's interactions when they were present. And I liked the moment, which I still don't really understand why it was there, but I liked it. So, okay. Where the team gets caught in a sand trap and they end up in a tunnel. Ray uses the Force to heal the big monster worm. This ties into what else I liked about it, which was the ways that it expanded the ways you can use the Force. So, for example, the healing that Rey was doing. And then later on, when Rey is facing Palpatine down and Kylo Ren is trying to get to her, they trade this, the lightsaber. Using the Force, they trade it through space-time. And I really liked the things that Expanded the ways you could use the force. I thought that was really neat, and I'm sad that it did it, it explored more
0: exactly so my problem with this is that if because it was the very last movie in the in the nine movie series where so many masters came before and that this is the first time that we see any of that and it just felt like oh they are putting things out of their asses now to make this work
1: it could be that Rey has access to a lot of the texts and was studying them and wasn't limited in her study by the Jedi Order. I love the idea. This is nothing in the movie. It's something that you have to kind of extrapolate. And I really think that's a shame because I really wish they had touched on it more. Rey is a force user now and she's alive and she can heal people. And she has a yellow lightsaber. The people who use yellow lightsabers are called Sentinels, apparently. So they're like gar- they're guardians and like kind of like spymasters. They're not necessarily fighters. They use a bunch of different techniques, but beyond just like fighting in the Force to accomplish their goals. How
0: do we know that?
1: That's something that I picked up from Zach. So I wonder if this isn't an extended. I mean, yeah, it's probably an extended canon, but I don't. I think that's fine because that's the that's what it that's what's canon for yellow lightsabers right now. So unless they rewrite it, then. Well, that's,
0: that's that's actually really cool. But I agree that we should have seen this the same way. Like, for example, that last scene between Lando and Janna, I think her name is, where he's like, oh, let's go find out who you are. And he gave me a little bit of a, oh, this is creepy. But actually, it seems that she's her his long-lost daughter that was kidnapped. And this was confirmed elsewhere on Twitter. Come on, guys. I need to see things in the movie. You can't make things up. Like, Dumbledore is gay, has always been gay. Well, sure, but where where is that in the books?
1: I don't know if that started with Rowling, but this whole thing of like, oh yeah, that that was something I intended from the very beginning. Where is it in the text? The author is fucking dead. I don't give a shit what you think after the fact. If it's not in the text, it doesn't exist. You can have your own headcanons, authors. That's great. Welcome to having a headcanon. I hope you enjoy your stay. But it doesn't make it canon because it's not in the text that's what canon means it's in the text okay wow i like how we just got mad again (laughs) (laughs) we circled we went happy and then we circled around the mad again we
0: we, we went down the route of what was positive about this movie and then was like oh fuck, (laughs) we could have had it all but we didn't
1: that's what fanfic is for
0: that makes me so sad (laughs) i'm actually literally I feel a bit like crying now saying goodbye to the Palpatine saga.
1: Although I will probably end up watching you every year at Christmas time. I
0: will not ever watch this movie again.
1: How many space bees are you going to give this one, Anna? Zero. You're giving it zero. I'm giving it two.
0: I would probably give it minus space bees if I could. But I won't because I guess I liked a couple of things
1: but not enough to give it one space bee.
0: No, I'm not giving this shit any of my little space bees.
1: I'm giving it to for the little robot that says no thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to our Star Wars episode Fury special.
1: Fangirl Happy Hour is supported by our space bees in the Patreon hive. Thanks, patrons.
0: Thanks to our Susan and Ira for their work on our show. You can find their work at fngirlhappyhour.com.
1: Thanks for listening to our show, Space Bees. See you
0: next time. And for the last time, may the force be with you. They just included the Reylo kids last minute. Oh my God. I just, I can't read this. I'm just gonna make me so angry.
1: Give the next Star Wars trilogy to Taika Watiti. the end.